You're welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Chinedu Nwosu of The Bridge, A Simple Church. Stay back and be blessed. God punish the devil. Revelation 1.1, so I can see the screen and know what you guys are watching. The revelation of Jesus, open your Bibles. You are well, you should have come to church with your Bible. Even though I would have loved for you to see it on the screen, but open your Bibles, look at your Bible. Revelation 1.1, the Bible says, the revelation of the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him to show unto his servants, which must surely come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto the servant, his servant John. So the book of Revelation is the revelation of Jesus. Somebody say revelation of Jesus. So it is essentially a revelation. The word revelation is to unveil. It is the unveiling of Jesus. But how can you unveil somebody you already know? That means there is a dimension of Jesus that you did not know before, that John did not know before, that all the apostles didn't know before, that is about to be revealed to John, that God is about to reveal to John, so that John will go and reveal it to the churches. So, Revelation, go back to verse 1. Revelation 1, 1, this is the revelation, back to verse 1. Verse 1, it says, the revelation of Jesus, I will like minimal distraction at the back, so the person there can follow me. Revelation, Revelation chapter 1 verse 1. Holy Ghost fire. Someone say Holy Ghost fire. Okay. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Which God gave him to show unto the servants. The things that must surely come to pass. So the book of Revelation teaches us three things. Number one. It is a revelation of Jesus. Number one. Number two. is a revelation of things to come. Some things are coming things to come is a revelation of things to come and number three is a revelation of heaven we see a sneak peek of what heaven looks like the activities that are happening in heaven so that's why i said it is much more than just the antichrist and all those things so first of all is a revealing of jesus a dimension of jesus nobody ever knew it is also a revealing of heaven what happens in heaven and then a revelation and an unveiling of things to come hallelujah so so let's start with the first one a revealing of jesus so what part of jesus does this reveal it reveals the ascended and glorious jesus the jesus we saw on the earth came as a lamb he was nice he was cute and he was cuddly he was very sweet everybody could behold him but the revelation but the the, the dimension of jesus that is revealed in the book of revelation is another dimension is a glorious jesus is an ascended jesus is a jesus that when you see you can't stand to see him you have to fall to your ground because of the glory that he carries a typical person who saw this jesus is paul paul saw this jesus peter didn't see him all the apostles didn't see him only paul saw him after because paul got an encounter with jesus after jesus died and resurrected and appeared in heaven paul saw that jesus and paul fell to the ground because of the glory that shone out of this jesus this jesus is a warrior he's a fighter he's a mighty man of war that's the jesus 
that was going to be revealed to John so John will go and reveal to the church so the Bible says here that John upon seeing this Jesus further down in chapter 1 John fell to the ground and could not behold him because he said his hair was white this Jesus was glorious let's go there Revelation 1 14 okay see on the screen let's go Revelation chapter 1 verse 14 quickly let's see this Jesus I won't be able to read all the scriptures today but I'm going to try in the little time that I have because I want you to be excited about this scripture and I want you to go back and I want you to read it with all excitement look at verse 12 let me read from the passion translation he says verse 12 when I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me I saw seven golden lamps and walking among the lamps I saw someone like the son of man speaking of Jesus wearing a full length robe with a golden sash over his chest his head and his hair were white like wool white as glistening snow and his eyes were like flames of fire and his feet were gleaming with, br with um, bright metal as though they were glowing in fire and his voice was like the roar of many rushing waters and in his hand he held the seven stars and out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword and his face was shining like the brightness of the blinding sun and when I saw him I fell down at his feet as good as dead but, his, but he laid his right hand on me and I heard him his, his reassuring voice saying do not fear I am the beginning and the end, the living one. I was dead, but now look, I'm alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys that unlock the de uh, unlock death and sin and the unseen world. So this Jesus is not the Jesus we see in the new in the in the gospels. This Jesus is glorious. This Jesus is beautiful. This Jesus is glistening like light. This Jesus sh light shines out of him. When he appears in a place everybody must fall. Everybody must worship. That is the current state that Jesus is now. Not the one that showed up in the gospels. Do you understand? So God said I want to reveal Jesus to you so you can go and tell the churches. So, so we see therefore that it is a revelation of Jesus essentially and we are going to see Jesus play a prominent role all throughout the book of Revelation. You see Jesus appearing so many times doing different things. So what part, so like I said, is a revelation of Jesus? Is revealing the glorious ascended Jesus. Number two is revealing Jesus as a warrior. Jesus as a fighter. Jesus as the one who, when he shows up in the place, the, 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 the host of heaven backs him up. And when he shows up, he brings everything down. So we see Jesus again as a warrior. In Revelation chapter 19, I can't read that. You see a lot of that. He also show, reveals Jesus to us as the authorizer of judgment. Only Jesus, as we'll see when we get to Revelation chapter 5, has the authority, authority to start the end times. Only Jesus has the authority to authorize the end times and the last days to begin. It's not the Antichrist. It's not the president of this. No, no, no. It's Jesus. So we see that again in Revelation chapter 5. Do you understand what I'm saying so far? Are you with me so far? Alright. So it is revealing Jesus. It is revealing what? Yes. In his glory. It is revealing him in his might. And also revealing him as the worthy authorizer. Now quickly, let me look at the outline. I just wanted to say that before I go to the outline. Now pull out your outline. Give me the outline on the screen. So we're going to quickly run through the book of Revelation in 18 minutes as I show you what the book looks like. When you understand the outline of every book, it helps you know where you are when you're studying and everything begins to make sense. Hallelujah. Amen. What is the theme of the book of Revelation? Simple. Jesus will win at the end. Somebody say Jesus will win at the end. 
That's the thing. He's simply trying to reassure the church, the Christians who were living at that time. They were under a lot of persecution. So Paul or John, gee, God was trying to reveal to John and let him understand that at the end of the day, this Jesus that they are worshipping is going to win at the end of the day. So Jesus is the winner. When everything is said and done, when the lion, the lamb, when everything blows, the dragon, everything, Jesus still wins at the end. All right. Revelation chapter, the book of Revelation has 22, let me leave my notes because of time. It has 22 chapters. And these 22 chapters you can read very quickly in two hours, one hour if you're a fast reader. And I want to encourage you to do that. Just read it like a book, read like a novel. It's amazing the things. If I find a simple translation and to read it. All right. So. And it's divided into two. The book and the outline, the book, I know it's my mic, right? When I go to the side, it rings. All right. So the book of Revelation is divided into two. Somebody, somebody say two. Two parts. The first part, we see, and oh, I have to say this. There is a text that tells us how the book of Revelation is divided. Revelation chapter 1 verse 19, please. Give me that scripture. Revelation 1 19. 119, if they are delaying, somebody read out for me. I want to be very fast. Revelation 119, quickly. Revelation 119. Right therefore, the things which you have seen, and the things which are, and the things which will happen hereafter. So, God, Jesus is telling John, he says, right therefore, the things which you have seen, the things which I will show you. So the book of Revelation is made up of things that were shown to him by vision and things that he heard. Somebody say voices and visions. So in the book of Revelation, as you're reading it, you must ask yourself, is it a voice he's hearing or is it a vision? And they always tell you, and he showed him, that's a vision, or he said to him, so it is a voice. So there are voices and their visions. So God tells him that, Jesus tells him there, that I want you to write down the things you have seen. Some of them are the things that are, and others are the things that will be. So the book of the Revelation is divided into two. Outline the things that are, as he's speaking to him, the things that are existing, and the things that are yet to come. Can I have my towel? The things that are, and the things that are yet to come. Somebody say the things that are, and the things that, are, that will happen hereafter. All right. So for the things that are, well, let's start with the first part. The things that are. Can I have that outline again? The things that are. So, from Revelation chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Can you see the screen? It shows you the things that are. Revelation 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Deals with the things that are. As at the time God, Jesus was giving him that revelation, the things that are. Then Revelation chapter 6 all the way to 22 are the things that will be. So, the first part the things that are. The second part, the things that will be. Somebody say, Revelation 1 to Revelation 5 are the things that are. That's present. The present, things that are happening presently. Why Revelation 6? I don't want you to forget this. I want you to stay with me. Revelation 6, all to Revelation 22 are the things that will be. Are the things that will be. Okay. All right. So, so let's go to the things that are. Are you with me so far? If you get lost at any time, shoot your hand up. I'll stop. The things that are. So, Revelation, it starts with Revelation chapter 1. The key gist in Revelation chapter 1 is just introducing us to the ascended Jesus. That's why I put ascended Jesus there. 
ascended Jesus is describing who Jesus is. This ascended Jesus, I just read a part of it. All right, so there you see the ascended Jesus, and then you're also introduced to the seven churches that we're about to write to. Okay, Revelation chapter 2 and 3 deals with letters. How many of you know that the New Testament are essentially the bulk of the New Testament is essentially letters? Letters, Romans, Corinthians. Thessalonians, all of them are actually letters. They were letters that were written by the apostles to several churches. So the bulk of the New Testament are letters that were written. Okay? And also, but we know the letters of Paul. We know the letters of uh, Peter. We know the letters of James. But we often forget that Jesus also wrote letters. And the letters of Jesus are seen in Revelation. Just give me this picture. Leave the scripture. Don't forget about me. And I'm wearing a nice title. Forget about me. So, so in Revelation chapter 2 and 3 are letters. Jesus now tells John, I want you to write a letter to the church in Philadelphia. Because, I want, because John at that time was like a senior apostle. Most of the apostles had died. And it was only John that was left. So John used to walk around certain churches in Asia Minor then. Just bringing his apostolic blessing to them. So there was a circuit of churches, seven churches, that are today located in the place called Turkey. So the Asia Minor. So, so John used to just oversee in a sense... He had oversight over those seven churches. He used to go around. He used to carry him there. And he'd go to all the churches and just speak to them and preach to them. And just say, one of the things he used to say is love not love. He used to preach about love a lot. So he'd just come and speak the blessing and go. So Jesus says to him, I want you to write seven letters to these various churches. And those letters are dealing with the things the churches are going through. So that in Revelation... Somebody stretch your hand and bless people at the back. I don't want to see myself. I only want to see this. Okay. So, Revelation 2 and 3. So, he's writing letters. So, I don't have time to read them. Go back and read them. Very exciting things. Those letters were written by Jesus to the seven churches. And by inference, were written to us. So, there are things for you to learn from those letters. So, go and read them. And you see, as God was speaking, Jesus was speaking to those churches, Jesus was also speaking to us. So, I can't go into the details. So, so Revelation 2 and 3, we see the letters. All right. Revelation chapter 4, then we now see we all, God, Jesus gave John a sneak peek of heaven. He like he opens the curtain to heaven and says, this is what is happening in heaven. So that's why I wrote, it's a glorious heaven. We see a glorious heaven, it gives a sneak peek. And there we see some of the creatures in heaven as we speak. We see first that there is the throne room of God. We're introduced to the throne room. We see what happens there. We see that there are 24 elders in heaven right now before the throne room worshiping God. And the 24 elders represent the new church or the new family and the old family. The old family of God, the Jews, have 12 tribes. And each of those tribes are represented by an elder in heaven. And also the new church, the New Testament church is represented by 12 apostles. Each of those apostles are represented as elders in the heaven. So that there are 24 elders representing us it's not only that he also talks about angels we see a lot of myriad a lot of angels flapping their wings and they're worshiping God that if you want to understand how angels work and what angels the activity of angels the book of revelation will tell you exactly how angels work and the activity of angels he gives us a snippet of so many angels there then number four he also interestingly shows us four beasts he says there are four beasts in heaven these four beasts represent all of the animal kingdom they are a representative of the animal kingdom in heaven. She said one beast had the face of a man 
representing all of manhood. Another beast had the face of an eagle, representing all the animals that fly. They're just representations in heaven. One beast had the face of an ox, representing the domestic animals. And then the other beast had the face of a lion, representing all the wild animals. And there, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 4, he ends with a song. As all the creatures begin to worship God, that is why I'm convinced that every animal on the earth right now, they know how to worship God. That when a dog is barking, sometimes it's barking praises unto God. When a lion is roaring, that is his way of roaring praise unto God. When a donkey is braying, he's braying unto God. When the animals are making noise, they are praising God because they have representatives in heaven that are continually praising God. Am I making sense? So we see a sneak peek of heaven. Then Revelation chapter 5, the drama starts to unravel. Revelation chapter 5, it starts with, um, with, with John, with an angel declaring, having a book in his hand, and declaring who is worthy to open the book, and he's making an announcement in heaven and the earth. Who is worthy to open this book? And then he discovers that nobody is worthy to open. Then John begins to cry, and as he cries, one of the elders comes to him and taps him, John, stop crying. Look, there is the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth. That lamb, actually, the right translation should not be lamb. The right translation should be ram. It's a ram, not a lamb. It's a ram. It's a fierce warrior. A, a lamb is cuddly and sweet, but a ram is a mean animal. So there is the ram that was slain before the foundation of the earth. He alone is worthy to, to, to break the seal and by breaking the seal unravels and start the end times. What does that tell us? That in Revelation chapter 5, there you see that only Jesus has the right to start the eschatos. Oh, I forgot to tell you. And the end time in Greek is the word eschatos. Eschatos is eschatology. Where we get eschatology? So, Jesus is the only authorizer, the only one that is worthy to authorize the end times to start. So, from Revelation chapter 5, we see that Jesus is actually the one. It's not the Antichrist, it's not that, it's not the president. No, 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 it's not those people you think they are. No, it is Jesus. Only Jesus has the right to start the eschatos and the end times to begin. And we see that in Revelation chapter 5. Then, we go to Revelation chapter 6. So, we have finished the things that are. Clap for yourself, we have done that in three minutes. Now, let's go to the things that will happen thereafter. That is the bulk of the book of Revelation. The things that will happen thereafter are divided into two. The first part is that things will get worse. You think things are bad now? You have not seen anything. You think the dollar is high? You have not seen anything. You think Ukraine war is causing this thing, and then there's all about there's global recession happening? You ain't seen nothing yet. You think COVID was bad? You ain't seen nothing yet. You will see the ones that are COVID times 100 unveiling themselves here in the things that will get bad and it starts from revelation chapter 6 and revelation chapter 18 but the good news is it will not end with being bad things will ultimately get better so i say the things that will get better so somebody says divided hello who's sleeping give a neighbor a knock i just saw somebody dozing off okay so so revelation chapter 6 to 18 are what that represents the things will get worse somebody say things will get worse Tell your neighbor you think things are bad. Tell him you ain't seen nothing yet. It's only going to get worse at those times. And I'll tell you what will happen then. But then the good news is, after it gets worse, it's going to get better. Revelation chapter 19 to 22. That is the basic summary of the book of Revelation. Let's start with this. Things getting bad. In Revelation chapter 6, it begins to start the core, the main body of the book of Revelation. And it says that Jesus being the only one who is worthy to take the book takes the book 
And then we see that he begins to start some activities. And that the Revelation 6 to 18 essentially contains the unfolding of 21 different kinds of disasters that only gets worse as they proceed from 1 to 21. 21 different manifestations of disasters, starting from human disasters to natural disasters that will come upon the earth. But then the way they are locked in is that Jesus has to break certain seals. So they are locked in into a group of sevens. Seven seals. Somebody say seven seals. These are the things you'll meet there. You meet seven seals. You're going to meet an angel that has seven trumpets. Somebody say seven trumpets. And then you're going to meet an angel that has seven bowls. Somebody say seven bowls. So the disasters begin when the activity of the seals or the activity of the trumpets or the activity of the bowls. Is it getting too complex? Is it getting complex? It's simple, right? Simplify, right? Okay. So, so, so it starts with seal number one. So an angel, when Jesus gives the authority for the seal to be broken, the first seal is broken. And then when it breaks, disasters come upon the earth. I don't have time to go into all of them. Then it goes to seal chapter, seal, seal two. Seal three, seal four. You know what a seal is? You know, in those days, the Romans have, when they finish writing the letter, they, yeah, they seal it. They, roll, they fold it and then they put a seal. A plastic thing that you need to break to open it. Yeah. So the scroll, once the seal is broken, they open the scroll. Once they open the scroll, the angels begin to do some things in heaven that have effect on the earth. So that certain things happen in heaven. And there you see that heaven, the heavens control the earth. The things happening in heaven begin to have consequential effect on the earth. For example, once the first seal is open, a horse, a white horse, begins to run out. Once the white horse runs out in heaven, military aggression starts on the earth. The second one is a black horse, a green horse. There are so many horses. They are called the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Once they begin to run in heaven, things begin to happen on the earth. Disasters of, of, of terrible proportions. So we see 21 seals, 21 disasters, seven seals, seven trumpets, seven bowls. But interestingly, there are three interludes. Okay, if I had a pen, I would have written S1 to S7. For seal one to seal seven. T1, trumpet one. Am I, is it getting too complex? I'm actually trying to be simple. Trumpet 1 to trumpet 7, T1 to T7. I would have used B1, bowl 1 to B7. So the disasters that happen when B7 is bored is worse by far than B1. And then as he moves from the seals to the trumpets to the bowls, it gets worse again. So that what is happening by the time B7, bowl 7 is poured, is far worse than what is happening that when, when S1, the first seal is broken. Am I making sense? So it gets progressively worse. And the worst part of it is that everything happens in a three and a half year period. Three and a half years, or how many, how many months is that? 42 months, or 1,280 days. Very fierce time on the earth. That is what we call the great tribulation. And this tribulation is authorized by God. It's authorized by Jesus, not by the devil. The devil can't do anything until Jesus authorizes it. Jesus authorizes it, then the devil goes into action. So you can imagine when God has authorized something, it would be so bad for those who are on the earth there that the Bible says in one scripture that whenever we run to the hill to fall upon us, the hill will refuse to fall. I have to read that. Where's my, my iPad? 
open it. They open it. They will, they will run to the hill, fall upon us. He will say, I'm not falling. Death, consume us. Death will say, I, I, No, I beg, it's just that sent us, sent us now. We can't, we can't, we, we know fit. The hill will say, No, let me show you some scriptures. Let's look at, let's look at the breaking of the sixth seal, for example. The sixth seal, S6. Revelation chapter 6. Revelation chapter 7, sorry. 6, sorry. Revelation 6, 12 to 16. Let me read from the Passion Translation. One minute to go. All right. He says, the sixth angel poured... Oh, sorry. Revelation 9. Sorry, 6, sorry. 6, 12 to 17. Revelation 6, 12 to 17. And I behold, I saw the lamb break the, break the sixth seal, which released a powerful earthquake. And I saw the sun become pitch black and the full moon become blooded. And the stars fell from the heaven and the earth as a fig tree shaken by a stormy wind sheds its unripe leaves. Figs. The sky receded with a snap as a scroll uh, rose out itself. And every mountain and island was moved from its place. Then the kings of the earth and the great princes and generals and the rich and powerful everyone whether they were slave or free ran to for cover and hide in the caves among the mountain boulders they called out to the mountains and the boulders saying fall on us at once hide us quickly from the glorious face of one seated on the throne or from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of the wrath had come and who is able to stand them so he says there they were saying fall on us they, they said they can't fall because God authorized it so is the great sale so terrible times are coming. You think we are suffering now? You haven't seen nothing yet. But then, like I said, to punctuate it, we now see that there is going to be the ministry of three, three different sets of people. They are called, they are like uh, digressions from what he's writing. You remember he's seeing things and as he's hearing things, he's writing. So he sees three digressions. The first one is that he sees a group of people that have been gathered, that are wearing white robes. And he says, who are these ones who are wearing right robes? Revelation chapter 11. And he tells him, they are the ones that have been called out of the tribulation. They are the tribulation survivors. Now, the argument here is that, are they those who have been raptured before? Or are they those who have survived the tribulation itself? Scholars are fighting over it. But some people will survive the tribulation. They are called tribulation survivors. Most people call them second flight. But they will suffer. So it's better to go with the first flight, the one that you are not suffering for, like the one that we are asking you to do now, and you are finding it difficult to be a Christian. In those days, you will remember Pastor C telling you this, if you are here, but you will not be here in Jesus' name, because you would have been raptured. Then he also saw one round for the 4,000 Jews that have been marked as well, also preserved, saved from the tribulation. All right. Then the next one, he sees the ministry of two prophets. Two prophets are going to be in that time. They're going to be speaking. God is going to raise them up. They're going to be speaking the end times, delivering messages. They will be killed. One thing leads to the other. Believe that. Then he also saw the ministry of the evil trinity, which comprises the devil, comprises the antichrist. They're going to rise up at that time. And then also comprises the false prophets. These three guys are going to be the ones who are going to be in charge around that time. And they're going to cause havoc on the earth. The, the antichrist is going to come like a savior. He's going to be saying, he's going to show up in the first three years as a nice man. Because people have disappeared at that time. And there's turmoil in the air. So he's going to try to form a government. The one world government. Nice guy. Everybody's going to be looking for him. Say, let this man, they say they want the whole world to collapse and become one. And the one man will be ruling. So he's going to look nice. But somewhere along the line, he's going to get possessed by the devil. Then he'll transform. 
then when he gets possessed by the devil and he transforms, then there's going to be a man who will stand as a prophet. So somebody, a herald, who is talking, pointing you to him. That that's the man who is your savior. And then to become so bad that at a point, they will now start telling you things like, except you have a mark, you can access certain amenities. Except you have a mark, you can buy this. Except you have a mark. And they'll paint it as a very beautiful thing to you. You either you take the mark or you die. You can't eat, you can't shop, you can't travel, you can't access Medicare, you can't do anything. And that is why the COVID time was the oh, I forgot to say this. Everything that will happen in the then the hereafter, there are shadows of them right now. It's like trials. They are trying to see how it will work. So there are test samples happening right now, as we are. There are hypotheses. They're just trying it. Let's see how it will work. So it is easy for you to believe now, after COVID, that there is a time when it is possible for the world to stand still. Everybody to stand at home. Hello? Can, because if they, without COVID, I wouldn't have believed it before. But it's actually possible for everybody to stay at home and not go out. Because there was a particular day I was watching CNN during COVID. They said everyone all over the world right now are at home. They can't come out. They were just waving flags from their windows because of COVID. And that's why the vaccine too is a trial. There will be a time when everybody will have to take a shot. And in that shot, we'll have a chip. So that that chip they can use to monitor you. It's already happening now. I was showing my wife something some days ago. I was like, my son is in Canada right now, but I know exactly where he is. I just open my phone and tap, find my iPhone. I know where he is. If he's on campus, I know he's on campus. If he leaves campus, I will know. If he leaves the city, I will know. So if he leaves the city and goes to America to have a party with his friends, I will know. That is just simple technology. Talk more of the one that Oibo themselves engineer inside your body. It means they can put a chip. They will know all of us are in this church now. They will know the last time you shopped. Outside the country, they are already practicing, some European countries, they are practicing moneyless, money, is it money, money free shopping. Contactless, contactless, that's just even different. Contactless is that you don't, you carry your ATM card. You don't even need to swipe it in. This old model thing you're seeing here. Those who have traveled, you just tap it on the thing and walk away. It will make the dog shop. This one is you don't do anything. You just walk through. You just carry what you want from the shop and walk out through the door. As you're walking, something is scanning you. It knows the things you picked and it's deducted it from your account because everything is connected. It's happening in some places. You just walk out through the shop. You can't steal because he knows you collected it. As you walk out, you just deduct, you just receive an alert. Then Naira is taken from your account because you took three things from the shop. And if you don't have money, it goes to minus 10. They start looking for you. You have, that means you are owing the bank. So it's very possible that one man can stay somewhere in one room and they can monitor the entire world at a given time. And we see it happening now. Hallelujah. So the point is, I said all that to digress on the activity of the evil trinity. They're going to be at work then, sophisticated machinery and weapons. You think there's anything called war? You think it's small Russia is attacking Ukraine and you're worrying over what, what is... There's going to be a massive war that will happen. Let me show you one scripture. When the sixth seal... I will soon end. Um, when 
the sixth trumpet is blown, Revelation chapter 9, Revelation chapter 9, look at this scripture. He says, this is but the first war where there will be two more wars to come. The sixth angel sounded his trumpet and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar before God responding to the sixth angel who blew the trumpet. Set free the four angels who are confined at the great river Euphrates, somewhere in the Middle East, uh, around Babylon, around that area, the Middle East. For the four angels were released and we who had prepared for the right hour, day, month, and year to kill a third of humanity. There's going to be a war that they're going to kill a third. It's either you believe the Bible or you don't believe the Bible. He says they will kill a third of humanity. So that means there are six billion people on the earth, six billion people, seven billion. That means a third is two billion people will be killed during one war. And he says, he says, and I heard a number of soldiers on horsebacks. It was twice 10,000 times 10,000. Multiply that for me, please. 10,000 times 10,000 times 10,000 times 2. Do that quickly. There's going to be an army that will arise from the river Euphrates, that region. And they'll be so fast. 10,000 times 10,000 times 2. What is that? Is that 200,000? 200 million. So what he saw was a vast army. It's not Ukraine or Russia. Small war. There will be a nation that will arise and they are heading to Jerusalem to go and fight the Jews. They will arise. All of them will band together. Huh? UN. NATO forces. They will gather. Let's go and attack a particular nation. And they will be heading there. The war that they will cause will cause wrath, commotion upon the earth. So you think it's Ukraine and this. You have not seen war. If you read through the tribute, oh, I can't read all of them, but you see different types of disasters. Scorched heaven, scorched earth, lack of water, hunger, famine. Everything will be on the earth and it will happen in the space of two and a half, three and a half years here. But then, by the glory of God, there will be a great battle when the sixth bowl is poured. And then there will be a great battle called the Battle of Armageddon. And here, Christ will come. And you know when we meet up with Jesus in the air? We're coming down for war. So we'll come down for war and we'll have that great battle of Amagedon here. We end that. And then from there, things will begin to get better. Then after the battle in Amagedon, we'll now start, then things get better with Revelation 19 to 22. It starts with the marriage of the Lamb, then the second one, the second advent of Jesus. So, so many, let me, let me rush now. So, it's very simple. So after that great battle, we see in Revelation 18. 16 and 18, then Revelation 19, things begin to get better. It starts with a marriage in heaven, such that in that marriage in heaven, we all get married to Jesus. You know we are, we are, we are dating Jesus right now. Hello? You know the church is dating Jesus. We are dating. He's cutting us. We are dating Jesus. We are his bride. We are not yet his wife. At that point, there is going to be a lamb. And the communion is a sample, is a foretaste of the the feast to have. That's why before Jesus left he said I want you to be practicing this communion because we're going to have a meal, a lamb, a supper like this when I come again. So the communion is a foretaste of that. So we're going to have a great meal with Jesus and then we're going to become his bride and his wife. Then we'll come down to the earth. And when we come down to the earth there'll be a battle. After the battle we're now going to reign with Jesus on the earth. So John saw some of these things for a thousand years. The devil, that crazy devil is just going to be taken by one angel. They'll bind his feet and they'll throw him into a bottomless pit. He's going to remain there for a thousand years. Revelation chapter 20. He'll stay there for a thousand years while we rule here on earth. Who are we going to be ruling? All those people who still remained on the earth who were not raptured and who did not die 
during the tribulation, they will still be on earth. We are not going to rule over them. That's why whatever you're doing now is important. If you're a banker, be a good banker because there will be banks then. God will need your expertise to bank then. If you're a doctor, be a good doctor because there will be people who are, there will be doctors then. God will need your expertise. Don't play with what you do. We are going to rule the earth upon our thrones. Someone's like, wow. Yes, you. You are, you are seamstress. People are going to wear baths. Be the best bath maker you can make. Be the best because you're going to be useful then. Then after a thousand years, the devil is going to be released again. Then it's going to cause havoc again. Cause confusion. And after the release of the devil for a thousand years, there will now be the final battle. The battle of Magog and Gog. So this is where we are now. There's going to be a battle. There's going to be an imprisonment of Satan. There's going to be a millennial rule. Revelation 20. And then from um, after that, the devil is going to be judged as we have a final battle. The battle of Gog and Magog. And from there, the devil is going to be judged. Revelation 20. And after that is done, the Bible says this whole earth will pass away. And God is going to recreate another earth. Those of us that when we get to heaven, you will spend very long in heaven. Because you're coming back to the earth. But does that not this earth. This earth will be recreated. It will be new. And there will be no devil in this earth. There will be no sickness upon the earth. But it will all be new. Let me show you from Revelation 20. Read that scripture for you and then I'll let you go. Revelation 21. Revelation 21. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. He will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and their God. And God shall wipe away their tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, neither will there be any more pain. For the former things have passed away, and he that sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new, and unto me right, for these words are true and faithful. So there will be a new earth. Guess what? God will not even live in heaven. God will live on the earth with us. You know what? He's trying to restore the original thing when the garden was created. God created the garden and put man in the garden because he wanted to come down to the garden once in a while and talk with man. He was born in heaven and wanted to come down to the earth and have conversation. And that was what he was doing until Adam ate the apple or ate the fruit and started to hide. So you see, we're going back. So the thing the devil never wants you to do and doesn't want you to believe is to believe that Revelation chapter, I mean Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3 is true. Because if you just read Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3 and jump and read Genesis, Revelation chapter 21 and 22, it makes perfect sense to show you that one Holy Spirit wrote it. Man fell, the earth was cursed. Then God redeemed man, and then he created the earth. So the earth was cursed in Genesis 3. In Genesis 21, Revelation 22 and 22, the earth is recreated back to God's original order. Am I making sense? So the Bible is just one whole complete book. Well, I've tried to race through this thing. It can take us a whole year to teach, but I've tried to give you a simple, very brief outline. And let me just run through the outline again before I go to my seat. Give me the outline again. Revelation 1. switched up. Ascended Christ. Two and three, we look at the earth. Four, we look at the heavens. Five, we get a sneak peek of what's happening in heaven. Six to eighteen, we see things happening in heaven that are causing things on the earth. 
19 to 20, we also see things in heaven that are causing things on the earth. Destruction starts here, as it starts here. All the terrible things begin to unfold here, and they get better at the end. Revelation chapter 22, everything gets better. Everything gets restored. Simple outline of the book of Revelation. I've taught all that to teach this. If you are here, and you are not ready, you are not prepared for the onslaught to come, you cannot wish your brother. This is not even hellfire. This tribulation is not even hellfire. Because eventually, hell, when unbelievers die now, they go to hell. But in Revelation 22, hell is going to be poured into the lake of fire. There's already suffering now when they die. But then, when hell itself is emptied into the lake of fire that burns forever, it's called the second death. It is death that continues for eternity. So if you are here and you haven't gotten a ticket to be those who will take off when that flight is taken, when Jesus appears in the air, you are, you are in trouble. All I can tell you is sorry because of the evil to come. You haven't seen it before. You will cry and look for how to hide. You won't find. Dead. You say, dead, kill me. Dead to say, I can't touch you. You will go and drown yourself in a river. The river will spit you out. Say, no, you must suffer this one. You will try to cut yourself. Commit suicide. Suicide refuse to happen. As the blood is drawing, God is producing more blood to be flowing in your system. To keep you alive, to suffer. Nobody wants to be here during the great tribulation. Nobody wants to go to hell. Bow your heads, let us pray. So if you are here and you are not ready right now such that when the rapture happens right now you will not be one of those that will be caught up like I said last week <laughs> it is time for you everybody please bow your head I want you to give these people the privacy of the moment I will not this message will not be complete except you are ready to join that flight if you are here and you haven't accepted Jesus as Lord and personal Savior I want to leave my eye open ushers close your eyes only my eye even the photograph, cameraman, close your eye. Only my eye. If you are here and you are not ready for that flight, please, I beg you, rise to your feet. Let me pray with you and let me give you a ticket this morning. If you are here and the rapture takes place now, you can't join us to in, go to heaven. Happy place where we shall be. Get up on your feet quickly. We don't have time. Jump to your feet. Don't be shy. Terrible days are coming. Terrible days are coming if you are here. Hallelujah. Terrible days are coming. You're here. Please jump to your feet. Don't look, don't worry about your neighbor. Your neighbor doesn't, that everybody will answer his own. Just jump to your feet. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Don't look at me. I said, rise to your feet. You're looking at me. Rise to your feet. You're here. You are not ready. I'm waiting for others to rise. People like to be you're on your own. I won't even beg you. If you are here, you are not ready. People are shy. They want mass action. Okay, raise your head. I can't allow you to live here the same. Everybody rise, stand up. Everybody stand up. Ready or not, the king is coming. This thing is real. And it has been prophesied before the before 4,000, 2,000 years ago. This has been declared. If you are here, 
you are sure you have a ticket in your pocket to go to heaven, sit down. If you are not sure, you better remain standing. Everybody is sure they are going to heaven. Father, let us pray. Father, I thank you. For today shall stand as a day. A day of, a memorial day of reminder that everyone here had the opportunity to get a ticket to be with you. On the day of judgment, when the books are opened, when the videos are played, may this day be played before everyone here. And may they know that for surety, that they had the opportunity to receive Jesus and to get a ticket for heaven. For everyone here who perhaps is not sure, Father, I ask, oh God, that as they are where they are, that you minister to their hearts and you speak to them a language they will understand. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody shout aloud, amen. Everybody shout a believing amen. All the saints that are ready to fly, shout aloud, amen. Everyone who's got a ticket, shout aloud, amen. Somebody shout, give me a loud shout of hallelujah. So one thing I want to beg you to do, please. The outline is going to be posted. Please, I beg you, use the outline so that the things I have said, use it to read it. So that if you have questions, things you don't understand, when you read it, you can come for us to converse. It's a very simple book. So what do I advise you to do? Get the outline saved on your phone. Before you read Genesis chapter 1, open the outline and say, oh, he's talking about a glorious Jesus. Now keep, the, keep your music down. He's talking about a glorious Jesus. So when you're reading, look for a glorious Jesus in Revelation chapter 1. Go to Revelation chapter 2 and 3. These are letters that were written to the churches. Look for the churches and what Jesus said to them. Revelation chapter 4 is talking about heaven. When you read it, oh, I want to know what heaven looks like. Be looking out for the things in heaven. Revelation chapter 5 and all the way through, look for those things. And I trust that just as the book of Revelation is my favorite book to read, it will also be your favorite book to read. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. You've just listened to an amazing message by Pastor Chinedu Unwosu of the Bree Church. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. at the Nafil Arcade and Water Park, Vuse Zone 7, and midweek services at the Chiroten Hotel, number 30 Sokode Crescent, Vuse Zone 5. God bless you.